We'll have to face this new threat just as we face those that come before it. First, this variant is a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. Thank you. Thank you. More concern, less panic. That's what I said. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. Oh, hey. Here I am from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles. This is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Rochester, New York's WRFZ, down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's W-A-D-R and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950, KTNF. We also stream coast to coast and around the globe every day on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, not to mention your favorite podcast sites. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. We have been off for the past week to travel and catch up with some family time over the Thanksgiving holiday. Also to try and give our brains some much-needed rest from all of the concurrent Ongoing nightmares that were underway before we stood down for a week. Desi Doyne, did you get any brain rest over the past week? <laughs> any luck there? Did you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. We'll yeah. say that. Just uh, a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, every little bit helps. And, yeah, we'll the crazy never get. stops. Yeah. I, you know, and I would love to say that I was able to look away over the past week. And I tried. But it is not easy. A bunch of things uh, jumped out at me, whether I wanted to, wanted them to or not, that I hope to share with you at least some of them today and over the next few days as the week moves on and as we get caught up. And I have a feeling it's going to be a very busy week at the same time, I'm sorry to say, with some big Supreme Court cases, a number of accountability cases in lower courts for folks like Donald Trump and Steve Bannon regarding their failed attempt to steal the 2020 election. Not to mention our old friend, the fiscal cliff. Yes, it's returning with the uh, need for Congress to once again pass measures to fund the government and raise the debt ceiling as Republicans are preventing them from doing either. So, yes, once again in December, they're going to have to do that uh, after Republicans forced Democrats to kick the can down the road a month or two ago on those points. So it may be deja vu, but it, yes, is happening all over again. Uh, yes. And more hostages will be taken until everybody does what Republicans want. Apparently so. 
there is much uh, to be worried about and much to not be worried about. We're, uh, you know, I think it's talk radio. You're supposed to come on the air. You're supposed to outrage everybody. You're supposed to tell them the things to be worried about. We don't roll that way on this program. That said, there's a lot to be worried about, whether I like it or not. And since we just came through Thanksgiving, we also have a few things to be thankful for here and there. I hope to talk a little bit about all of the above today, along with your phone calls on things, by the way, that you are worried about and things that you are not worried about. And since we're we were off over Thanksgiving, anything that you might feel thankful for today. Our number is 818-985-5735. If you would like to help me get my footing back today, uh, since I know there is much that I actually miss, so I would love you to fill in some of those holes if you would like uh, to let me and all of us know what it is we need to know, but that we don't know. I've got some free public airwaves here for you to use today. Uh, for that, 818-985-KPFK. There is much that the media and Republicans have been in Instructing the nation to be worried about over the past week or so, while sort of ignoring all the stuff that they shouldn't be worrying about and, in fact, ought to be celebrating. Before we left for the holiday break, we spent quite a bit of time on this program with a number of expert guests helping us to understand why, no, inflation is not anywhere near the problem that the corporate media is making it out to be. Uh, especially since it's actually a good thing for many middle class folks, working class folks, and a bad thing for big corporations and big banks. You can download our broadcasts on that at bradblog.com. Uh, but here's some good economic news that I've learned uh, most people have not heard about at all, which is somewhat stunning. I guess I shouldn't be stunned by now. The media spends a lot of time on stuff they think is bad news. Because Republicans want them to. Uh, but in any event, uh, here's some good news. Initial weekly jobless claims dropped to 199,000 just before Thanksgiving week. That is the lowest level for new jobless claims since 1969. Weekly applications for unemployment benefits have been falling in recent weeks as employers hold on to their workforces in a very tight labor market. Uh, Mark Hamrick, the senior economic a analyst at Bankrate, said, quote, getting new claims below the 200,000 level for the first time since the pandemic began is truly significant, portraying further improvement. Of course, yes, the lowest number of claims since the pandemic began is impressive. Seeing them go down to 1969 levels, well, that ought to be something that corporate media ought to be making much more clear to the American people and, frankly, that Democrats ought to be shouting from the rooftops. Uh, Hamrick went on to say the strains associated with higher prices, shortages of supplies and available job candidates are weighed against low levels of layoffs, wage gains and a falling unemployment rate. Yes, they ought to be shouting about wage gains as well, much of which, which actually counters the post-pandemic inflation, if we can consider this to be post-pandemic. I'll get to that in a bit. Uh, growth will likely be uh, above par for the economy for the foreseeable future, according to Hamrick. 
Well, you sure wouldn't know it by paying attention to the corporate media, where nothing but disaster, especially for Joe Biden and the Democrats, nothing but disaster is on the uh, on the media's docket, it seems. Now, we may well see that disaster for Biden and the Democrats, if only due to gerrymandering alone in 2022 in the midterms. But the negative feedback loop of media focusing on inflation numbers, ignoring the otherwise robust and in some cases record economic data, driving down Biden's approval ratings only to see reports on his Falling approval ratings further drive them down, along with confidence in the economy itself, which, in fact, is doing just fine, considering where we all came from over the past two years. All of that is just another example of the media not stepping up to serve the American electorate, which I guess is why we're still here. It's also another opportunity for Republicans to both lie about all of this for political gain and, appallingly enough, celebrate whatever pain that Americans actually are going through right now. Such as when Florida's Senator Rick Scott, chair of the Republican Senate Campaign Committee, described high prices at the gas pumps and inflation as a, quote, gold mine for his party. If not for, you know, the American people, but who cares about them? Republicans have elections to win, so it's a gold mine. Companies across almost all sectors are struggling to find workers. They are holding on tight to the ones that they have, and they are raising wages to do it and to attract more hires. That ought to be, quote, the gold mine for Democrats. But only if they can get that message out. So, yeah, I am worried uh, uh, about the economy, I guess. A little, but not what not anything like what we are seeing in the corporate media. Am I worried about the ability to inform the American people about what's actually going on in the economy? Yes, actually, I am quite worried about that. And yes, I am worried about inflation, but only because so many are using it as a political weapon to undermine the Biden administration and the most important social spending initiative in generations in this country and the most important climate change action ever in this country. In addition to Rick Scott cheering inflation and the pain that it may be causing some Americans by calling it a gold mine for Republicans, they are using the same misinformation to try and undermine the critical Joe Biden Build Back Better bill. And thanks to the addled, brained, easily duped, long ago corrupted Democratic West Virginia U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, who seems to believe that anything that Republicans and Fox News tells him on all of the above, well, he, he may well you know, hold up the entire package because of all of this. As any one single senator who caucuses with Democrats may now do, given the 50-50 split that we have in the Senate and the need every single day to vote in favor of the bill, in favor of the bill for its passage under Senate reconciliation rules. Every single Democrat must do so. In order to allow a budget bill to be passed by a simple majority that needn't overcome a GOP filibuster. But I am worried, yes, very worried, that Manchin and to a lesser uh, but similar degree Arizona's Kirsten Cinema will prevent passage entirely of this bill or water down the Build Back Better bill so that it's a shadow of itself. 
including removing its landmark $550 billion for, uh, for climate change action before allowing it to pass at all, if they allow it to pass at all. Obviously, everyone on the planet, apparently, if you've been awake and sentient over the past three or four days, is now freaking out about Omicron. Though, uh, frankly, it's not clear at all that many of us should be freaking out about it, at least not yet. I appreciate the lead from Josh Marshall's take on this over the weekend at TPM. Uh, He writes, you've now heard about the Omicron variant named after a Greek letter like any other and yet one which certainly sounds more badass and otherworldly than all but one or two other letters in the Greek alphabet. In just days, Omicron has put the world on alert, shaking equities markets and spurring a range of travel restrictions. We don't know most of the important information about Omicron, but here's one important thing to remember. If the news isn't good, he writes, we can update mRNA vaccines very quickly. And by the way, that was something that is was not possible before this the new technology of the mRNA vaccines. Scientists are now able to essentially tweak the mRNA, mRNA instructions in the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines to specifically match the spike protein shapes, for want of a better word, uh, that have mutated within the Omicron uh, variation in order to encompass not only the initial strain of the virus, but also variations with these large numbers of mutations like Omicron. Pfizer has said that this can be done in less than 100 days. And the changes to the formula are minimal enough, apparently, that wide-scale testing is not required to begin using the tweaked formula very quickly in booster shots. Which now, by the way, uh, as of a few moments before air, uh, Pfizer is now uh, going to ask the FDA for authorization for booster shots for 16- and 17-year-olds. And the CDC is strengthening its COVID booster advice to say that all adults should get a shot. That, as scientists race to understand the Omicron variant. So things are moving very quickly on this. The original COVID vaccines took just over a year to develop and to distribute for use. That was already an unprecedented speed. But a revised vaccine to account for Omicron should take about one quarter of the time, two to three months. Scientists at Pfizer and Moderna have prepared plans they believe will allow them to go from isolation of a new variant to shots in arms in 100 days. Pretty incredible. And that should be very good news, not bad, at least for those of us who are willing and able to be vaccinated and who already have been. So far, there are no indications that the current vaccines do not give at least decent protection against severe illness caused by Omicron. Of the few uh, known cases worldwide, it is only the unvaccinated who are having any kind of severe reactions. Those already vaccinated are having very mild symptoms, if any symptoms at all. So am I less worried than I should be about Omicron? At least for those smart enough to already be vaccinated or who are hopefully now planning to get a booster shot, 
uh, and get one soon and who are already smart enough to continue masking up when indoors in public places? Well, no, I'm not too terribly worried about those people, at least not based on what we know. Now, my phone number is 818-985-5735 if you would like to tell me why I am wrong about any of this. Both vaccines and masks are simply public health precautions that work well while we wait for the scientists to learn more about Omicron. And if you're bothered and if you bothered to, to read anything on it, you have probably learned that there is simply too much that we do not know that we do not know about at all at this time. As Science.org reports, patience is crucial for the moment. Once again, the world is watching as researchers work nights and weekends to learn what a new variant has in store for humanity, they write. Is Omicron more infectious? Well, early signs suggest that it may, in fact, be more infectious. Is it more deadly? Well, so far, we don't have nearly enough cases to know. Is it better at reinfecting recovered people? It may well be. But again, too little data to go on. How well does it evade vaccine-induced immunity? We still do not know. But there are reasons to believe, as I said, that the existing vaccines already offer strong protection, but only if you take it. And, by the way, where did Omicron come from? Well, it was first found in South Africa, but we don't know that that's where it was that it initially developed. And many are concerned that the travel restrictions uh, that countries, including the U.S., are now putting in place against South Africa will only serve to punish nations like South Africa for the very good testing and tracing and reporting systems that they have that allowed us to know about this, that allowed them to be the first to report its existence. The idea that they should be punished for that? Is that a good idea? To encourage countries to, when they find a variation, to not be first and loud about reporting it? 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Finding answers to all of those questions and many more is going to take some time. So, yes, patience is crucial. Worry is not particularly helpful here. But if you're worried, hey, get your shots. Wear your masks. That's smart to do anyway. On that, we've got boatloads of data from over the past year and a half or so. As a reminder, as the New York Times' David Leonhardt reported earlier last month, Confirming data that we have been reporting here on this show for many months prior, the gap in COVID's death toll between red and blue America has grown faster over the past month than at any previous point. In October, 25 out of every 100,000 residents of heavy, heavily Trump counties died from COVID. 25 out of every 100,000 in heavy Trump counties. That is more than three times higher than the rate in heavily Biden counties, where just under eight per 100,000 died. October was the fifth consecutive month that the percentage gap between the death rates in Trump counties and Biden counties continued to widen. The true explanation, he notes, is straightforward. The vaccines are remarkably effective at preventing severe COVID and almost 40 percent of Republican adults remain unvaccinated. That compared with about 10 percent of Democratic adults. You can say whatever you want to about the vaccines, but the numbers here do not lie. 
you are more than three times more likely to be killed by COVID if you are not vaccinated. Will Omicron now convince more Republicans to get vaccinated and more Democrats to get boosters? We shall see. But I hope so, because that would be very good for everybody. Here was President Biden today at the White House with his first remarks on the Omicron variant. Sooner or later, we're going to see cases of this new variant here in the United States. We'll have to face this new threat just as we face those that come before it. Today, there are three messages about the new variant that I want the American people to hear. First, this variant is a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. We have the best vaccine in the world, the best medicines, the best scientists, and we're learning more every single day. And we'll fight this variant with scientific and, and knowledgeable actions and speed, not chaos and confusion. And we have more tools today to fight the variant than we've ever had before. From vaccines to boosters, to vaccines for children, five years and older, and much more. A year ago, America was floundering against the first variant of COVID. We beat that variant significantly, and then we got hit by a far more powerful threat, the Delta variant. But we took action, and now we're seeing deaths from Delta come down. Look, we're going to fight and beat this new variant as well. We're learning more about this new variant every single day. And as we learn more, we're going to share that information with the American people candidly and promptly. Second, the best protection, I know you're tired of hearing me say this, the best protection against this new variant or any of the, of the variants out there, the ones we've been dealing with already, is getting fully vaccinated and getting a booster shot. Most Americans are fully vaccinated, but not yet boosted. If you're 18 years or over, and got fully vaccinated before June the 1st, go get the booster shot today. They're free, and they're available at 80,000 locations, coast to coast. A fully vaccinated booster person is the most protected against COVID. Do not wait. Go get your booster if it's time for you to do so. And if you are not vaccinated, now's the time to get vaccinated and take your children to be vaccinated. Every child age five or older can get safe, effective vaccines now. While it will be a few weeks before we know everything we need to know about how strongly the existing vaccines protect against the new variant, Dr. Fauci is with me today on our medical team and uh, believe that the vaccines will continue to provide a degree of protection against severe disease. And as additional protections, please wear your mask when you're indoors in public settings around other people. It protects you, it protects those around you. Third, in the event, hopefully unlikely, that updated vaccinations or boosters are needed to respond to this new variant, we will accelerate their development and deployment with every available tool. If you and your family are fully vaccinated, you can celebrate the holidays much more safely. And given where we were last year, that's a blessing that none of us should take for granted. We're throwing everything we can at this virus. That's how we reopened our country. That's how we reopen our businesses. That's how we reopen our schools. That's how, even with the pandemic, we've generated a record job creation, a record economic growth in this country. We've moved forward in the face of COVID-19. 
We have moved forward in the face of the Delta variant. And we move forward now in the face of the Omicron variant as well. <laughs> did you call it Omicron? I think. Yes, yeah. he did. He and Dr. Fauci, I think, both uh, got it wrong a little bit. They were mangling the word, but I think we all know it's Omicron. Or Omicron. Omicron, okay. Or Omicron. Take your pick. Uh, that was, of course, President Biden at the White House on Monday. Feel any better from that? Feel any worse? Any less worried? Any more worried? 818-985-5735 is our phone number. I see a lot of you want to get in. We will get to your calls uh, momentarily. If you have any trouble getting through, uh, we'll just hang on the line as long as you can. And or you can tweet me on the Twitters. I'll try to keep an eye uh, on my uh, tweet stream as well as we go. I am the Brad blog. if you want to hit me there. There is, of course, much more to be worried about right now, frankly, at least as I see it. I'm quite worried about the message that was sent to the American public by the verdict in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on one of our last shows before standing down for the holiday uh, last week in, in the Rittenhouse case, allowing a 17-year-old kid off the hook for unlawfully carrying a semi-automatic weapon across state lines and using it to kill two people, declaring pretty much open season on protesters in America, just as long as you can say that you are defending yourself. But I was heartened by the verdicts in the following days, finding three white men guilty in the Georgia vigilante murder of Ahmed Arbery in Georgia. And the guilty verdicts against a whole bunch of neo-Nazis finding them liable for tens of millions of dollars related to violence and conspiracy behind the white supremacist rally held in Charlottesville, Virginia back in 2017. You know, the Nazis that are disgraced, twice impeached former president described as some very fine people. And some of the very same fine people, by the way, that would later help him to try to steal the 2020 election with the attack that he incited on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th of this year. I am also thankful that just before Thanksgiving, radio provocateur and disinformation specialist and propagandist Alex Jones was held accountable for the fourth time by parents of children who were killed at Sandy Hook Elementary after the charlatan profiteered for years by lying to his gullible audience that the massacre at Sandy Hook never happened. You know, the one that resulted in the murders of 26 people, including 20 children between the ages of six and seven, that that was all just a hoax. It never happened. Yes, I am grateful when people who use our public airwaves to lie to the public are held accountable for doing so, are held accountable for those lies. But I am worried about the stolen and packed U.S. Supreme Court and the nightmare that they are likely to plunge the nation back into when they overturn, not if, but when they overturn Roe v. Wade in the coming months in the Dobbs case that is set to be heard by the six to three Republican court on Wednesday this week, I believe. I'm extremely worried about a story, two stories, actually, that are not receiving the coverage that I think are warranted right now either of which could be a game changer for everything that we imagine might occur between now and next year's midterm elections. For that, I'll turn back to Josh Marshall at TPM for his to-the-point red flag here on this. As you may know by now, there's been a great deal of tension of late regarding Taiwan and the threat currently being imposed against it by China a few weeks ago. 
Well, uh, there were uh, a, a, there was a minor incident recently where Chinese Coast Guard vessels used water cannons on Philippine resupply ships on their way to the uh, second Thomas Shoal in the South China Sea. The U.S. State Department sent out a message in which it pointedly noted that, quote, an armed attack on Philippine public vessels in the South China Sea would invoke a U.S. mutual defense commitment under Article 4 of the 1951 U.S.-Philippines Mutual Defense Treaty. Now, Josh Marshall notes Taiwan is not the Philippines, of course, but both conflicts are part of the People's Republic of China's interrelated ambitions, both to reunite Taiwan with the mainland and to extend its dominance over areas like the South China Sea, where various countries in the region lay claim to coastal waters and various small islands. That is a very disturbing, simmering incident to keep your eyes for. Then, he writes, turn back to Europe. Growing concern involving Russia. The U.S. is warning Russia may be weighing a potential invasion of Ukraine. Satellite images tonight showing Russian troops and equipment gathering about 142 miles north of the border with Ukraine. Despite an estimated 100,000 Russian troops gathering along their border, Ukrainian forces appear confident and prepared for battle. After years of pushing for membership, the Eastern European country is still not a part of NATO, meaning they don't have treaty protection if Russia invades. Although this hasn't stopped the Americans, British and French from offering statements of support. We are going to uh, watch very closely uh, as the Russian Federation um, uh, chooses its actions in the coming days and weeks. These are things worth watching. These are things worth being worried about. According to CNN, the Biden administration is considering sending military advisors and new weaponry to Ukraine as Russia continues continues a major buildup of military forces on Ukraine's border. Other reports suggest that the U.S. military intelligence estimates estimates that Russia would have sufficient forces in place to launch a major new offensive on Ukraine in January or February. There are a lot of other points to discuss about these situations, including Ukraine's president over the weekend accusing a group of planning a coup to happen this week to overthrow him. But the very big picture is clear enough, writes Josh. We have two evolving crises which could end up with the U.S. either directly or indirectly in active military conflict with China and Russia. And that's with the pandemic, economic recovery, smoldering political crises in the U.S. I would describe what's happening here not so much as a smoldering political crisis, but as a destabilization caused by the pandemic and its economic concerns and the Republicans and the media's failure of covering all of this as the American people need them to do. And when countries are destabilized, that's when other countries, say Russia or China, that's when they flex their muscles. Both now know that. They both, China and Russia, know that we have been destabilized by everything that has happened here. And unlike at almost any time in our nation's history, the Republican Party has become so corrupt in placing party and political power over the good of the nation that anything Russia or China may do, will not be met with the unanimous voice of the U.S. Congress, as would almost have always been the case throughout the history 
of our country when it comes to foreign affairs and foreign aggression. When Congress would generally get behind a president when it comes to issues of foreign affairs. Those days, I fear, are gone as well, and both Russia and China are very, very well aware of that and how it has destabilized this nation. Yes, that is something to worry about. In fact, all of these things I have been worried about over the past week when I've been trying to not worry about anything at all. These situations in both Russia and China have been amongst the most worrying for me, even though they seem to be the least reported on. As Josh Marshall sagely warns, these are two very serious situations that could possibly become extremely serious and dangerous pretty quickly. Then, of course, there is climate change, climate change and climate change, which is always a worry around here and becoming more of one with each passing day that the Build Back Better bill is being held up by two Democrats in the U.S. Senate. And, of course, the other thing we discuss on this show uh, of, of late more than just about anything else, the continuing threat to American democracy itself and what is likely to happen between now and 2022 and then 2024 which I suspect we will continue to, to discuss uh, on, on this show in much more detail as the week goes on. And I am worried that our corporate media is so crappy that they aren't able to help properly educate the American public about any of these things, choosing instead to continue their both sides narrative nonsense that they that they call balance. No, if, if we can all see that it is raining outside our window, there is no reason to report, but some say it is sunny out. They call it balance to lie to themselves and to us that they are being fair or something. I don't know. As I have long said, fairness is one thing. Balance is BS. I'm sure I have uh, more that I am worried about and not worried about and or thankful for. But as you may have been uh, paying closer attention to the news than me over the past week, I will happily turn things over to you. And it looks like a lot of you want to get in to do exactly that on any of the above or anything else you think we should be worried about or not worried about or even thankful for. 818-985-5735 is our phone numbers. The airwaves are yours if you want them. 818 985 KPFK, your calls are next. I'm Brad Friedman, and you are listening to The Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At The Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter, and we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Well, I don't know if I can go that far. Welcome back to the broadcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Uh, as we're getting our sea legs back here after the Thanksgiving holiday, wondering what you are worried about, what you are not worried about, what you are, maybe even are thankful for since we're just past the uh, the holiday. Going to your calls, 
5735-818-985-KPFK. Let's go to Harold in Santa Barbara. Hey, Harold, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, I'm a little disappointed because I can't really disagree with you. Oh, come on. You can come up with something. You can come up with something to disagree with me, Harold. You know, you're not doing, you guys aren't doing, but, oh, yeah, you're quite right. There is something. This thing about uh, Russia and China, it reminds me of my old history research of uh, Germany and England, and England created the uh, WASP statement, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, so you couldn't go with the German. Because of, you know, Lucky Lindy wanted us to go with the Nazis. But I still can't really disagree with you. Please help me. <laughs> oh, well, you know what, Harold, just keep listening. I'm sure I'll screw something up and uh, infuriate you before long. I, I appreciate the call, Harold. Thank Thanks. You. Thanks, man. Uh, 818-985-KPFK. We'll find somebody. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's plenty to disagree with me about. Uh, but you don't have to. We don't roll that way. We just try to inform the public. Valerie in Sherman Oaks, welcome to the broadcast, Val. Hi. Hi. Yes, I have something. I have something that we should all be thankful for. So, okay, it doesn't matter if you're uh, young or old, uh, left or right. We can all agree that all of us, all of us, hate Mark Zuckerberg. So, I think that's the way to unite the world <laughs> right now. Uh, well, are you sure? Are you sure that I hate Mark Zuckerberg, I Valerie? So. Yeah. I think it's a way to springboard into. Uh, we can blossom that out. We can. We can go to. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, Jeff Bezos next, and uh-huh. then, you know, like just the Koch brothers, and, and just sort of begin from there as a springboard of, you know, uh, what, it, what everything is really based on a class war, uh-huh. corporate corporations, and the takeover of humanity. So, what you're against that? Say, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, the, the thing about the, um, <laughs> the vaccine. Um, until they, if they, if they would just decommodify it, take a take a cue from um, you know the the the, uh, the guy that did the Jonas Jonas Sark, the, the polio guy, Jonas Salk. He did, he didn't, yes, Salk. Thank you. <laughs> if if they would take a cue from him and not commodify the vaccine, then everybody would trust it more, and they wouldn't you know assume that this new variant is just a way to to get their their uh, booster sales up, you know. Well, uh, really, do you, do you think that the people would uh, I, trust it more? Yes, I mean, yes. why? Why would because, they? Because 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 it's suspicious. Because because the fact that they've commodified it. Think about the polio cure. It's like they, it, it, it was people. People were astounded. This guy didn't charge for that cure. But how much more more readily did people, you know, accept it? Maybe, maybe based on that too. Like, I mean, well, you know what? But, but you know what, Valerie? There, there were people who were opposed to it back then as well. There was not an industry. There was not the industry that we have right now, Valerie. None of this is about actual concerns about the vaccine. It is all political. It is an industry. Yeah. Period. But it's, yeah, it's the political. It, it it is the corporate takeover. It's the same thing, and and people are suspicious. No, about- well, actually, let me be clear, Valerie. When I said it's an industry, it's an industry to hoax people into believing there is some problem with the vaccine. It's a political industry to try to take down Democrats, to try to prop up Donald Trump, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, but that's yeah, and that's also corporate. So it's it's all money being made all around, and and it, mm. and, if, and if we were to de- decommodify the vaccine, then that could be a first step in sort of uniting the world 
and, and, and the first step is like, you know, we're all the humans of the world that unite and, you know, I don't know, just something higher than. Yeah, listen, no, I hear you and I'm with you. And, and I think, of course, it is so important that it should be given away uh, to the world for free. I'm just not sure that it would it would make any damn difference at all uh, to the liars and hoaxers who are out there on our public airwaves telling uh, people that, uh, you know, this the vaccine is, is worse than the disease and all of that nonsense. But I hear you, Val. I mean, yeah. OK. All right. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Appreciate the call. Uh, do it again soon sometime. Good talking to you. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to Jim in Seal Beach. Hey, Jim. Welcome to the broadcast. Oh, hey, Brad. You hear me now? I can hear you. I can hear you just fine. What are you worried about, not worried about, or thankful for? Uh, let's take them in reverse order. I'm thankful and still healthy after just one uh, dose of J&J in June. <laughs> right. And then... Uh, completely freaked out about it kind of contact for months and months until I spent about three hours listening to music in a bar and realized, wait, no one's wearing masks. So I, uh, self, I self-isolated for that period of time. I, I've been super aware of uh, vaccines before the pandemic. There is a whole resistance because of the commercialization that Valerie mentioned. Say that again. There's a, there's a, there's a resistance because of what? Uh, well, because of the, uh, as Valerie mentioned, the, it's so commercialized, mm. corporatized, that there was a huge. The, the vaccine industry had a plan to multiply the number of vaccines and and make them mandatory for adults. Now, um, if you know you were in on that before the pandemic, it didn't sound so much like a hoax because uh, this whole movement. Who is who is in the movement? And I'm not anti-vax. I just came from my my booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an, half an hour ago, right? And um, the the people uh, are the, the very smart, educated people are very suspicious of vaccines. And Valerie sounds like she's in that area. Um, myself, I've my my friends that are most educated about vaccines are very suspicious. A lot of nurses are. So I, I don't think we we, we should just bluff uh, it off as foolishness. But the idea that uh, not getting vaccinated with uh, evidence of maybe a few thousand people dying after being vaccinated, but mm-hmm. not that necessarily being connected, uh, versus 700,000 dead in this country alone, yeah, it is, it's really hard to understand the people or, you know, even have a conversation with them. That's that's what my problem is. Yeah, you know, I would I would argue I would argue, Jim, that those people you mentioned who are are, are so well educated and uh, still uh, uh, skeptical of the vaccine, they may be well educated, but they're also very very misinformed. And you know, they they may say they know more about the vaccine than this or that. It's because sure, I I believe they have read up a lot about it and uh, they've watched a lot of YouTube videos and they've watched a lot of people who are lying to them. They haven't read the scientific actual scientific studies. Well, who uh, have? So, well, I have. We haven't either. I no, have. We haven't. I haven't. You've read the science. You've read the science. 
actual is, research, uh, physics and chemistry. Uh, well, not, not to not to no, oppose you. I, no, 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 no. You're no, you're welcome to. But I've read the actual studies, the actual findings about the uh, about the efficacy of the vaccine. I have read, uh, you know, studies about how these vaccines okay. are made and so so on and so forth. What I haven't done is read a whole bunch of propaganda or watched a whole lot of YouTube videos, even though I have spent hours doing that as well, because people have said, oh, have you seen this guy? He invented the mRNA vaccine. Well, as it turns out, no, he didn't invent mRNA well, vaccines. Yeah. Well, but the guy, okay, let's, uh, since you brought it up, ivermectin was invented, but it won the Nobel Prize. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's hard to what? generalize. I haven't read the science, uh, yeah. but um, I'm not, I, I have only, I chose J&J because it's more traditional. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the formation of the, of the vaccine, and right. people are suspicious of the new stuff. I hear you. And uh, they, uh, they should by now realize that, no, not that many people have died from having their their uh, immune system uh, overcome by this vaccine. You know, that's what they were afraid of a year and a half ago when I was listening and, and quote unquote, and big quote, mm-hmm. doing my own research. Right. You know, that's BS. And, but, uh, and it hasn't come to pass. Talk. You're right. The, 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 exactly. When are they going to be convinced? So saying it's political, it is being used. Yep. Right. It's being used at, at, to, but look at uh, Trump himself is blamed. <laughs> for a big, treating it very stupidly. So I, I don't think it's to his advantage, but Republicans are going to be a minority party doing everything to gain the upper hand. And yep. unfortunately, with, with things like uh, not not releasing uh, Julian Assange, and who's the Dolinster, uh, the, the lawyer in New York? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, Jim. I got I got. Let me move on, because I got a lot of people who okay. want to get in. I, I, I do appreciate the call, and I appreciate all your thoughts. By the way, the booster that you got was also J&J, or you went and got another uh, yeah. a Moderna? No, no. Another J&J. All right. It took me three hours to find it, and I don't know how they're... Okay, All right. Good luck. No, no, Jim, I got to go. I got to go. I got to get to some other calls and I got to get to a break. No Thanks, Jim. I do appreciate that call. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let's go ahead and take that break right now and then we'll come back. Uh, a lot of folks uh, who want to get in. Oh, good. Some of our regulars. Uh, let me 818-985-KPFK. 818-985-5735, and I'm on the Twitters at the Brad Blog. I'm Brad Friedman, and you are listening to the Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the broadcast. But we need your help to do it, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today. That's bradblog.com donate, and thanks. Kind of nice, kind of mellow, easing us uh, back in from the holidays. I back thought into, so. Well done, Desi Doyen. Welcome back to the broadcast, Brad Friedman from 
bradblog.com, taking your calls on what you are worried about, not worried about, and thankful for. 818-985-5735. And by the way, we got some uh, good news late this afternoon. We'll try to cover it more on tomorrow's broadcast. Some very good news, in fact. Workers at the Amazon warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama, are now going to get... A second shot at unionizing after a National Labor Relations Board official called for a revote after finding that the uh, e-commerce giant improperly interfered in the first election when the Amazon workers were trying to unionize earlier this year in Bessemer, Alabama. Uh, that is some very good news that I'm guessing we're going to be talking about on in the days ahead as well. 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. See if we can uh, get to as many as possible here before we got to get out. Hey, Brent in Thousand Oaks, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Not too much. I'm grateful for my sobriety. One, I'm not uh, too worried about racial stuff. I think most Americans are are pretty cool with one another. I'm a veteran, and uh, and I think most people are, are pretty chill with stuff. Uh, really, you, you don't. You're not. Are you? Are you? Are you happy that those uh, Nazis were found guilty for uh, their uh, causing that deadly riot in Charlottesville, Virginia, earlier uh, in, in 2017? Are you happy that the Nazis are being held accountable for 27 million dollars in liability? I didn't even. I didn't even hear anything about that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear that verdict or anything else. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, all the riots, there shouldn't be riots. Were, were you happy? Ran, were you happy to hear that those all, those? All were you happy to hear that those three white guys in Georgia were found guilty for murdering Ahmed Arbery, the black man who was minding his own business and jogging through their neighborhood? Yeah, and I think that was. Uh, I think the justice system is is kind of does its thing for the most part it does i think there is a thing with people that have money and stuff over poor but i don't think it's all that racial either you know what i mean i, I know i've did stuff before and the cops beat me up i'm white and if it was black white whatever it's just the things i was doing were wrong so so what was what was, was what was ahmed brent brent what was ahmed arbery doing wrong when he was jogging through that neighborhood and he came across those guys who had a, a confederate flags on their trucks what was what was he doing wrong i don't think i don't think he was doing too much wrong i don't think he was stealing stuff or breaking in it seemed like he was just doing his thing and they're like yeah, they're just out there. I think there is some some things, but for the majority, there's not. You know, what I mean, that's like one mm. percent bad things gonna happen. There's gonna be people molest children and all that stuff, but the majority of people won't. All know? right, well, I I, I, I side like that. I sidetracked you on what you were actually calling in for. So what what were you calling well, in for? I'm what I'm are you worried about? Like, I'm concerned the border. I'm concerned like the people crossing the border bringing in COVID. I don't know like what <laughs> for work. Like who's gonna take care of them and Wait, hang on a second, Brett. Wait, 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 Brett. Brett, Brett, you're worried about people at the border bringing in COVID when we have the highest COVID rate in pretty much the world that's already here, and you're worried about people bringing in COVID over the border? Really? Yeah, bringing more stuff in. No, I think I am. Wow. About, like them bringing in and like what they're going to do for work. Wow. What's your What's your favorite, Brent? What's your favorite news channel? My favorite news channel, I yeah. pretty much don't watch news too much. I like the science channel, to be honest with you. I like okay. watching that kind of stuff. I like watching other, like, 
just things I'm learning. Well, where did you get where did you get the impression that uh, people are bringing in COVID over the border illegally? I just think it's just kind of wide open right now. I think there um, a lot of people just from different countries. They bring over stuff. I've been overseas. I got like a cattle shot of like twenty vaccines. I'm vaccinated, and I even had COVID. It's like whatever. Where did but, you get the? Um, you had COVID or what? Have you gotten? A, have you gotten your vaccine since, Brent? Yeah, no, I did. Good. I, got, I had COVID and I got my vaccine. All right, good. I I just don't I know where you got the impression. I don't know where you got the impression that the border is wide open. You're getting that information from somewhere, and that's what I was trying to figure out. Are you getting that from Facebook? Maybe. Where are you getting that impression? No, I just got that just off. All the news channels, just the border, like people, people crossing. Well, that's what I was asking. You said all the news, you said all the news channels. But then uh, two seconds ago, I asked you what news channel you watched, and you said you don't really watch news channels. So where are you getting that information? No, just flipping through sometimes on a computer, Uh, like come up on the homepage. Yeah. Just people, just the border wide open. All right. Fentanyl coming across. Fentanyl coming across. My daughter just died. Um, All right, Brent. And also, five of my kids' friends, and it's, it's kind of yeah. messed up. It's, you're 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 getting you're getting right wildly disinformed out there, Brent. Which is either by choice or I feel sorry that you are. The reason one of the they had one of the greatest fentanyl busts ever, the largest amount of fentanyl at the border, is not a border crisis. It's a border success. They caught the drugs before they came in, Brent. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. They need to. It's flooding right. everywhere. It's flooding like all communities. All right. Rich, poor, it doesn't matter. I hear you. It doesn't you. matter what color you are, or how much money you make, or nothing. It's I hear you. Disgusting. That's why I said I'm all thankful right. for my sobriety. Thank, I'm thankful for your sobriety as well, Brent. Thank and and for your call. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, my friend. Eight one eight nine eight five KPFK. So when I talk about how disinformed the American populace is, the American electorate is, calls like that are a good reminder and how we just got to double down and do a better job. Me as well, especially the corporate media uh, to inform this nation, which is now terribly disinformed. Never disinformed, however, is our friend Roger from Minneapolis. Oh, Roger, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Brad, Brad, Brad. <laughs> yes, Roger. How can I help you today? And, and Desi. Ah, yes, there she is. First of all, happy Hanukkah. Her noodly appendages are most honored and stuff. Um, There's much to give thanks for. I want to rant about uh, uh, election deform, but you just got, you just got trolled. Yeah, you think? times in a row. Yeah. Well, we like the trolls. We like to hear from them. But they, but, the, the, okay, uh, the, the fellow before this one, Jim, that was one of the most subtle and carefully constructed trolling jobs I've ever heard. Yeah, it was quite impressive. I, I agree. It was quite impressive. <laughs> and, and, and he really knew his... Well, I'm, whoop, sorry. Uh, sorry, Roger. You got to watch what you say when you're on FCC radio. Sorry about that. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. 
Sorry to have to cut you off that time, Roger. Let me go to, um, who can I go to? Who do I have time? There we go. Oh, hey, Morris. There we go. There's Morris. End the show with, what? No Morris? No. Oh, no. No Morris is there. My fault. Hey, Mo in Long Beach. Welcome to the broadcast. It's like we have been away from this show for 10 years, Desi Doyen. Oh, Mo, are you there? I'm with you, Brad. Can you hear me now? Thank you, brother. I can hear you just fine. What are you worried about, not worried about, or thankful for as we head off the air today? Well, I'm thankful for the relationship that I have with my wife and the development of my teenage daughters. Okay, I'm really, that comes first, and I'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. These Republicans, yeah. you know, they, they won't kill their people, but they've all been vaccinated. All of them have been vaccinated. Uh, Tucker Carlson has been vaccinated. Or yep. Ingram has been vaccinated. Hannity's been vaccinated. Trump has been vaccinated. Uh, Medal has been vaccinated. Uh, 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 Marjorie Taylor Greene, all of them have been vaccinated. Of course. They won't tell their friends Of and course. I'm this, Brad. What's that? I'm, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you with this, Brad. Yeah. Everything is for sale, including our democracy. So whatever Manchin and Senator wants, because this is a bidding war, the people versus the corporations, we got to give it to them. They might come out billionaires, but this is it, because those are the two people that are holding up the voting rights protections. John, uh, 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 John Lewis King or what? Yep. Uh, which one is it? There's a couple of them out there. Couple of the, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. They're holding that up. They're holding by not getting rid of the filibuster, and they're holding up the Build Back Better bill, which is a huge omnibus bill that would affect every single person in this country. Those two senators are holding it up. So when you hear someone on the radio or on TV talking about how Democrats aren't uh, doing this or that, or Congress isn't doing this or that, please know it is not Democrats. It is not Congress. It is Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema holding it up. And I hope that changes. And they're about to get paid. Thank you, Brad. Talk to you later. Thank you, Brother Morris. Good to hear from you, my friend. Uh, do we have time? I don't think we have time, Des. We have no time. We got to get out. Uh, do we have? Let me see if Josh, can he give us in f- 10? No, not can't. Sorry, Josh. Call us back next week. 818-985-5735 will be our phone number. Thanks to everybody who called in, and apologies for those that I could not get to. Also, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doy, and to my board operator today, Mark Maxwell. He's sweating a little bit less right around now. Well done, sir. And thanks to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program, you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. And if you weren't able to get through, thanks for trying. You can drop me email. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Brad Blog. I will see you there until we see you here next time. Hopefully tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Brad.